Right. Hi guys. Hi. We're back. Uh, we are talking today about the idea and the benefits of mixed age group play. jumped into your head when we said the topic um i guess our most mixed age sessions are our home ed family mm-hmm. groups aren't they um yeah. and also our holiday sessions yeah um because some days you get some 12 year olds turning up and some uh five-year-olds as well yeah. um which is a scenario that maybe not many children are exposed to for a whole day in a small group. Yeah, there's quite a lot of um, I would say school holiday clubs that do separate or maybe maybe don't have such a broad range. I'm Mm. thinking about like if you were going to like a sports club or a football club, I imagine they would go like five to seven mm-hmm. and then maybe like eight to ten or if they are mixed age group then they are a, there are a lot of children in a, in one space yes. whereas with our sessions you've got a small yeah. group actually yeah, yeah. with um some little ones and some big ones um and then tuesday tuesday mornings where we have families present and mm-hmm. there are tiny tiny babies tiny, tiny. including like newborns mm. um up to yeah 12 i guess would be our oldest on a tuesday morning with the home ed families yeah um and then obviously you bring baron so I do. we've got a very small person well, I was, in the mix because i was thinking that the um all the groups are mixed age mm. you know it, 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 part of broader than a school setting um and even like the toddler groups parent and toddler groups you know you do have what do we have? 12, 15 month olds mm-hmm. interacting with four year olds that are going to go to school yep. next next year or next month or whatever yep. it is. So there's a, there is a um a, a broad age age range even in the what you might think of as like the narrowest group. Mm. Um I don't know. It made I think it's I think it's really valuable. Um I can't remember who the quote was from. But there's uh, a quote from somebody that said that like it's an it's absurd that the the idea of uh, preparing children from the world is to screen them a- a- away from it for mm. eight, 15, 18 years of their life, yeah, and you know just have them. And I think that is something that I I found particularly was that when I. Um, went through school and stuff sorry this barren hiccuping not me um was that i was very like oh okay you know doing age it's like single age group things mm. um and then you meet a lot of i feel like teenagers particularly struggle with like interactions with people younger or older than them mm-hmm. and then well, that's possibly because they've missed out on that skill and that practice. Yeah. And maybe that realisation that, like, you know when you're a kid and you imagine that by age 20 you are a grown-up with a house and a dog and three kids? Yeah. But actually, you get yeah. to 20 and you're like, 
Oh, I mean, I can make beans on toast. This is great. Yeah. Um, I think also because um, uh, maybe older children, they're, they're so corralled into their own age groups um, and the activities they're very aware are pitched for them and their age yeah. group or their toy is marketed mm -hmm. for towards them you know like my kids are fascinated by the ages on toys you know if you see like a big pack yeah. of lego and it's like age five to seven or age 12 plus or whatever yeah. um and so i think sometimes they're hesitant oh, to kind yeah. of engage with either children or activities that are uh, pitched younger than they think yeah. it ought to be you know yeah um and then actually that's ridiculous of course it is and you give them a little bit of time and they are engaged you know they are floating plastic boats down a yeah. down a yeah. um canal made out of guttering in a muddy puddle it's which... almost like that mask peels off doesn't it after yeah, a little while completely. and you just kind of go yeah all oh, right you know this yeah. is just what we can get on with and to see the benefits of um uh, older children be able to access that play through a younger child mm -hmm. so the older child might be like oh I'm just helping the little yeah, ones to do yeah, this yeah. and actually you look at them after about 10 minutes and they are as fully engaged and immersed yeah. in the play as the younger ones are but they wouldn't have been able to necessarily take that step by themselves yeah. some yeah. of them they might yeah. be a bit like oh that's probably a bit babyish for me those and boats. it can be a nice way to access schemas that children like missed out on mm. so if they weren't able to um, get muddy when they were five mm. you see some children then go like oh okay this maybe this is how I'm going to meet that you know if you think of it as needs yeah. they, they're meeting that need yeah. uh, they're just meeting it a bit later whereas if they try if you went into a school setting with a bunch of 12 year olds and said guys we're going to make mud faces and stick them on the trees mm. I think you'd get a lot of like you know like oh we're a bit cool for this yeah. like we're not, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not interested but you give them the the freedom of kind of like oh right mixed age group oh yeah. uh, you know, like you say you're just doing it you're just in quotes just doing it because a little child wants to yeah then you can meet those needs yeah um and i i think all, but on the flip side there is also enormous benefit in that um kind of genuine caring i'm playing with a little child now which a lot yeah. of older children who don't have younger siblings um or maybe even do but it's slightly different um to see that side come out of them, I think, is amazing and very powerful for some children. Some children that, um, ah, well, I don't know how to phrase it, but wouldn't necessarily have the most positive time behaviour-wise in a group of their own peers, yeah. you can find take on amazing caring responsibility for younger children. Yeah. And it gives them a chance to show that, you know. And sometimes it's, it's um, I think once you start mixing groups with pre-verbal children then that for again for a lot of older children can be quite freeing um because i'm thinking of some children we have that necess aren't necessarily the best communicators of their mm -hmm. own feelings thoughts emotions yeah um but because of their age there's an expe expectation that they should communicate verbally but mm. they play with a child that's pre-verbal yeah or or you know like baron is not really verbal is mm. it you know makes some noises but the children i've seen sometimes play with baron mm. are getting so much out of it because they have to read body language and mm. interpret facial expressions and yeah all those kind of soft skills that mm. if you're all trying to communicate verbally and and not doing a great job of it yeah then yeah it's, it's hard to kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, completely. You know what I mean? Um, 
I was thinking as well, yeah, it's, it's a, um, for lots of children, when they are playing with pre-verbal children, there's a lot of, like, empathy that has to develop mm. that um, is somewhat missing out with um, uh. sort of groups of teens or pre-teens, I feel like. They, they get very stuck in that world of, like, we didn't say you didn't like it. Mm. And so, and that, as, and they sort of, you know, if you come in and you go, whoa, we need to stop because, um, you know, oh, it doesn't, doesn't look like Gemma likes having her head caved in with a rock. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they kind of go, she didn't say it, or like yeah. it was part of the game, as if verbal communication is the only tool they've got. Mm-hmm. And so having to mix age, and then, because even with verbal children, doing that thing of like, oh yeah, this six-year-old is saying, like, I don't know, ow, ow, ow. But you have to interpret that as, like, please stop. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I'm, and then I'm it gets not... more complex than that because some children yeah. are going, stop, stop, don't chase me, with yeah. a huge grin on their face, and that's part of the game. So it becomes a very tangled web, doesn't it? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, pre-verbal children um, in some ways are easier to interpret if you struggle with... They're e- so they, I think they're easier in some ways, but they're also much more. Um, uh, hmm, I'm trying to th- think how to phrase this properly. So I noticed in the toddler groups, you have some younger children who are kind of verbal, but not really there confidently yet. Um, and if a very, a very much older child, so like a four-year-old, comes through and just pushes them out of the way, that younger child is a little bit more likely maybe to just kind of shrink away mm. and you need an adult then to sometimes step in and yeah. em- and model maybe not it's not modeling the empathy is it it's it's sort of explaining that other people have thoughts and feelings mm. in their heads yeah that you wouldn't get necessarily with like a group of all four-year-olds they all mm. th- are thinking the same things are interested in the same toy mm. you know yeah do you think that's... We talked a bit uh, before about the idea of, like, forest schools being learning communities. Yeah. Uh, do you, I think mixed age groups are a big part of that. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. that's a big, a big part of what makes them a community, <laughs> not a, in quotes, school. Yeah. Is that you just go, like, well, OK, these are all people that exist. Yeah. Here, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You're never gonna you're never gonna have a time in your life where you just go like, oh no no, there's no more toddlers. Yeah. That you don't need to know how to interact with toddlers anymore. And I quite like the uh, sort of along with that comes the sense of no hierarchy really. Mm, That's really powerful and that is something that's big in forest school, isn't it? So all of the participants are completely equally valid, equally um, in control of what's happening or, you know, in an ideal situation yeah. and everybody's ideas about what to do are equally valid. Um, so it's not like, oh, well, I'm the oldest, I'm the biggest, I'm in charge. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's on a level playing field and also as much as possible with the leaders as well. So the leaders aren't going, right, everyone, you know, sit down, be yeah. quiet. Like, yeah. So, you know, the, mix, and, and the mixed age group is actually kind of, you could view it as going right up to the age of the of the leader. We're just another participant in the well, group. Well, I was, the, I was thinking about the uh, sessions where we have adults with their children and mm. thinking about that, that interaction of... Um, I feel like there's almost two ages. You've almost got your, like, birth age 
Um, and you've almost got your like parenting age. Mm -hmm. So like if, you're, if your oldest child is nine, your parenting age is almost like nine. So yeah. you're seeing two people, their birth ages might be, I don't know, 40 and 30, but they've both got a parenting age of mm. six and then they can just share this kind of yeah. experience of like, oh, right, well, you know, this is what yeah. we're doing, this is what we're doing. And um, it's nice in that sense as well. And I hope we foster that with the parents that no hierarchy you know mm. it's not a case of yeah and even just a case of like for parents that have been coming to forest school for two years or something you know i don't know that any of our the families that come here would feel like they had any sort of hierarchy over a family that are starting mm. this half term yeah do you know yeah, they're, yeah. they're you know it's a very um maybe egalitarian is the yes. word i'm gonna go for yeah Hi guys, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast, then you can come and meet Gemma and I in person. Every month, first Thursday of the month, we host a different day out in the woods. Uh, some of them are heavier than others, some are kind of theory-based, so we're doing things like behaviour management or child-led curriculums, and some of them are a little bit lighter, like days of just playing music out in the woods, or the one we've got coming up in the first Thursday of December is an outdoor cooking day, so it's a whole day chilling out testing out different ways of cooking we've got an underground oven we've got wood-fired oven dutch oven all different things going on and we've just had a massive price drop that all the dates were 75 pounds and after some conversations and lots of people telling us how much they wanted to come uh, we've made the decision to drop them down from 75 uh, right down to 45 to make them a lot more accessible to a lot more people uh, so if you want to have a look at those dates they're all up on our website uh, but otherwise we'll get back to the chat interesting to see uh, interesting talking to other forest leaders so I'm thinking back to um, the Southwest gathering mm -hmm. and um, Judy who was on the podcast very much teaches an age group mm -hmm. you know she has because she's employed in a permanent setting at yeah. least this is my understanding I might have yeah. got it wrong I'm very sorry Judy um, but you know that she yeah. you know I teach three-year-olds yeah and so you can get into that mindset of like yeah these, this is three-year-olds, this is what's appropriate for a three-year-old, not yeah. appropriate for a three-year-old, this is what I set up. And I almost like, I think we, in some ways, have an advantage being mixed age group in that you might set something up in your head thinking, this is going to be for th those two eight-year-olds. Mm. And then you find a six-year-old wanders over, is incredibly engaged in it, yeah. and does something that if, I, if you'd asked me at the start... What, you know, is a six-year-old going to go for it? I'd have gone. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they're maybe there yet. Yeah. And so being able to, it's almost as if, if if I was thinking of it in a school setting where you go year one, year two, year three, it's mm. almost as if all the teachers are in the hall. They all start their lessons at the same time, mm. and the kids just gravitate to whichever you know. So yeah. you might have some year six kids going. Oh, actually, do you know what? This is shape maths, and I yeah. find that really tricky. So I'm going. I'm going to go yeah. over and. Let's like say taking that hierarchy out of it. So no, it's not. I'm going to go and see the year two teacher. Mm. It's like um, that's the pitch I want to go for. Yeah. So I'm going to go and see that teacher. Whereas yeah. you know you get some very advanced year fours who go. Well, actually, I'm going to give this this one a go over yeah, here. Yeah. It looks a little bit more completely. And that is what um, I think 
is one of the things that takes a while to get out of your head when you move from full-time teaching to forest school is that um you know what kind of activity is appropriate for this age group and that's actually, a really common question though isn't it, it? Is. on the facebook yeah. groups and things it's, it's kind of like because i have this age group what should i do just, go, don't know but after a while of kind of offering or like or what or offering activities but also observing children's play in woodland yeah so many common themes come up from age zero to age 12 in the play that happens you're like oh actually this is still interesting to children all the way up to the age of, i'm just saying 12 because that's um the oldest that we have had so far here in our woods but um and actually the only kind of things you need to consider when planning activities obviously kind of uh, the scaffolding and assistance that some children might need rather than it being of interest you know what i mean so yeah. um obviously you know smaller children need more support with some things but i can't i honestly cannot think really apart from apart from like whittling which is just really 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 hard to do with very tiny children and you know and other kind of tool use but like you know loads of tool use you can even do with really tiny children so i think of it very um there's an idea so i used to do uh crossfit workouts and there's this idea there that they have the um what's called the rx workout which is the like it's not even well it is now middle of the road so it's like that is what we you know someone that's been doing crossfit a few years this is what they should do in terms of like weight and number of reps and yeah whatever else and then they have we always have scaled version which is kind of like okay if you if you are new or you're not quite at those weights yet this is what you do and again there's no hierarchy to it there's no you know you're just picking a thing and even after that you can go like the scaled is even a bit much so i'm mm. gonna take it down like this or whatever and i sometimes feel like that with the activities in that um although it takes a little bit longer to get used to and we were talking about that thing of failure before but that thing of almost going right i'm gonna offer this to you at not the most complex level, mm. but like a reasonable level. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. You are four, so I'm not gonna try and explain those things. Mm. It's almost as if I go, right. Let me try and teach you as if you're ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. You need a little bit more, so I'm gonna put that much in, and maybe now this is where I might imagine a mm. nine-year-old or an eight-year-old would be. But but going in, even with like a five-year-old going, okay. Well, I'm gonna explain to you. I feel like I do that more with my explanations. If they're like, why are the, you know, why are the leaves falling off? Yeah. You might, you might in your head pitch that answer instinctively to go, oh, you're five, so mm. maybe I'm, maybe I won't go into sort of the science of it, and I'll talk to this. Which yeah. there is an argument to be made for being age appropriate. But I think there's also a flip side of that where you don't want to talk down. Yeah. And so and actually, you just kind of go, all right, do. I'll explain it like this. And yeah. if you still look confused, well, there's, you know, we all yeah. get that there's no shame in that. And I'll yeah. have another go. It's my fault for, or not my fault, but, you know, yeah. it's my job to keep taking this down until you yeah. get there. I but, find that when I pitch an activity, I um, find myself using the word play a lot. So, like, uh-huh. I'm doing this over here if anybody wants to play. Yeah. So that means that like we're, we're just playing yeah. so if we're doing leaf dipping for example um it, it's just play it's just playing with leaves and yeah. if your playing with leaves involves actually dipping the leaf really carefully in the wax on both sides so that it's like beautifully yeah. covered and really and that's, shiny that's the play you want to do play. if you want to like you know yeah. jab a stick in jab and just swirl it and then maybe just wrap some wool around it then that's your play and that's a uh, i think adults that come it takes them a while to get their head around that uh, but i think the 
the repetition of oh we're, oh, we're just playing you know so if an adult might say mm. oh, they're, oh they just can't do this or oh, they're, they're doing this for some reason and you're like yeah it's cool we're just we're playing yeah. we're playing with leaves or the adult themselves will go oh I'm always rubbish at crafts I don't you know it's like, just do what you want to do we're just playing and it's just completely like this is not an activity that has a success or failure rate yeah we I are, always I use the phrase quite a lot oh it's okay they're getting what they need yeah because I think that implies that, um, uh, I think I feel like I use that sometimes a little bit more where the the adult might be inferring that there is no value in what's being done. Mm. You know, like oh no yeah, no you yeah, need yeah. to you need to hold it like this and hit it like that otherwise it won't chop and then it's like yeah. no no they're getting what they need like yeah. what they need is some physical um, you know proprioception thing of moving their arm around. Well, then that's what they need. That's yeah. what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, you know, and the same with like, oh, they, you know, they need to do it 10 times. Yeah. That's, that's what they need. There's not a like, we finished the firewood. Yeah. Well, because we had, didn't we, the other day, we had um, a bit of a miscommunication where there was a, some boys were cooking and were really happy cooking. Yeah. And then the, the need for the food had gone. Yeah. But their needs to cook hadn't finished. Yeah. Um, and we kind of said, I think we both kind of agreed afterwards, didn't we? That like we we need it, some kind of code word to be like. Um, I have noticed a thing. Yeah. Please, can we yeah, carry yeah, yeah. this on? Because they they as soon as we put that value on it of like, well, your your cooking was almost like more utilitarian, mm-hmm. and we now don't need you to cook. Mm. There, they'd been having a really interesting social dynamic that they hadn't had before yeah. and were getting a lot of learning out of it yeah. but once we took that cooking activity away from it from them yeah. they kind of broke apart where I was, yeah. I was well then it comes back, back to that it, like oh, sorry go on no no looking back at it I was going to say I just I, I won, you always wonder don't you you kind of go oh if they'd carried on and then in my head they'd have been best of friends forever and I there'd know. never have been any disagreement and then also you've got that age old forest school question about resources haven't you which maybe yes. is a whole podcast in its own right like yes. at what point do you go well like they are getting so much play value out of just like getting that big pot of paint and squidging it all over the table and then having that amazing sensory activity and and painting the you know climbing frame or whatever and you and in my head, as they can see, 22 points. Exactly, exactly. Great. Another pound, another pound. And also kind of the environmental impact of it. And do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. that is just a whole other podcast. Maybe we should do that another time. Um, and invite listener comments. That would be really interesting. What people to talk about their resources. Yeah. Or just, you know, how do you... Yeah, or like talk about little moments you've had where you're like, oh, do I, do I not? Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I think we've kind of hit the end of yeah. mixed stage play. Definitely. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.